Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 231 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. It's Technique Tuesday, and today we'll be talking about the side spin, forehand, top spin. And if you didn't know yet, the World Teams Championships are on in Kuala Lumpur right now. So we'll have a quick discussion on the most interesting results. In the questions, we talk about converting your ability into winning matches, improving your forehand topspin, and how to stay focused when playing weaker players. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Morning, Jeff. And how are you this morning? Yes, I'm I'm very good, thank you. Um, Yes. Yeah, you've been you've been pretty busy. Um, you've made a made a start on your skill yesterday, Jeff. I see, and I yeah. have to say oh, I'm I, impressed. I certainly have. It was um, it was a lot of fun uh, hitting the ball against the side of the table, and you know I've actually, you know, I'm still not great at it, but I've improved a lot more than I thought I would have in in that little five minute. Uh, window so um yeah if you haven't seen it yet check out our blog i've put a video up there or our facebook page um but yeah this is all part of a competition we're running uh for a month we want you to spend five minutes a day learning one of two skills my the one i'm trying is hitting the ball against the side of the table and alloys today is going to start with the spin catcher where he hits the ball up in the air with a lot of spin and then catches it on his bat these have all been inspired by Marcus Freitas and his video, which we thought was incredible. So get involved, start learning a skill five minutes a day, take a lot of video, send it in to us, and uh, whoever improves the most can win a Ping Skills membership. We've got three um, prizes, a yearly, a quarterly, and a monthly. So it's going to be exciting, Alois. Are you ready to start your spin catcher training today? I am. I am. The 1st of March, I'm ready to, to go with my spin catcher skills. And uh, I tell you, I reckon I'm pretty bad to start off with. I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be as good as you with the ball tap, the, the table tap, the table yeah. tap and the spin catcher. I thought it was the table tap was going to be like really difficult. I, I think it's a little going to be a little bit easier after my first training session. The spin catcher... I think that is going to be challenging. I'm going to look forward just to seeing how you can improve over those 30 days. It's going to be going to be fun to watch. Okay. Yep. It would be fun for me too. All right. Okay. Now, I want to talk about this day in history, Alois. This is a segment people love. Yesterday wasn't your, your best. I guess you didn't have a lot to work with because it was the 29th of February and that doesn't happen very often. I bet you're going to come back strong today, though. What happened on the 1st of March in history? Indeed, it is my wife and I's wedding anniversary. 19 years. Is that not the best? Well done. 19 years, wedding anniversary, 1st of March. There you go. 19 years, and it just feels like yesterday. (laughs) Indeed. Well done. Everyone, Round of applause for Alois and his wife. And what a romantic person he is. To see that just feels like yesterday. He knows what to say. 
<laughs> and also also a couple of Australian table tennis players' birthdays that picked out. So Melissa Tapper, who is um, uh, going to play in the Paralympics and is the Class 10 player, um, medal chance there, and also is trying to make the Olympic team as well. So uh, will be an incredible double this year for uh, for her if she can qualify for the Olympics. And it's already taken a big step by doing well in the Australian qualification. So Melissa Tapper's birthday. Um, another um, player that played at the same time as you, uh, Jeff, Mark Smythe's birthday today, um, 1st March. And another famous veteran table tennis player, formerly from Vietnam, now playing here in Van Lee. So I think In Van Lee is 73 years old today. So there you go. Wow, there you go. Well, happy birthday, In Van Lee. Great defensive player. Um, happy birthday, Mark Smythe, also known as The Duck. Um, and, yeah, big happy birthday to Melissa. And go get him at the Olympic qualifying uh, trial soon. Wow. Yep. And, one, um, and we gave a shout-out to Barry Griffiths yesterday who – um, is a uh, famous New Zealand table tennis player, actually also represented Australia. And I was lucky enough to play with him and win an um, Australian doubles title with him. Um, one of New Zealand's greats. I don't not remember how many uh, New Zealand national titles he won, but he uh, he saw the show yesterday. And um, so, yeah, big happy birthday for yesterday, the 29th of uh, February, February. There you go. Yes, happy birthday, Barry. Uh, Good to see you watching the show. <laughs> All right. Um, now let's move on to the Ping Skillers question of the day for yesterday, Alois. And we asked, which three men out of the five players in the Chinese team would you play in the final? What did people yeah, say? So we did. Yeah, so we had some uh, some good responses. And uh, I suppose the consensus is Ma Long is in. Um and then after that, so um, uh, Wayne said uh, Zuzin and Fanzen Dong as the next two. So leaving out Zheng Zikou, but he said yeah, maybe Zheng Zikou if they're feeling nice. <laughs> um, Aiden Yu said uh, Ma Long, Zheng Zikou, and maybe Zuzin, I think. Um, Eugene went for Ma Long, Zuzin, and Fanzen Dong. Um, Batia said definitely Ma Long, number two, Zuzin. Number three, maybe Fanzin Dong or Zhang Zikur. And four, no Fang Bo, of course. So, oh, there you go. He's, he's ruled out Fang Bo. Um, and Pritish has just said Ma Long. So maybe he thinks he can, Ma Long can win it by himself, and he, maybe he could. Um, <laughs> but, and and Nietzsche went for Ma Long, Fanzin Dong, and Zhang Zikur. So, a bit of uh, indecision there as to the second and third positions, but Ma Long is a definite. Um, and Fang yeah, Bo, so- poor, poor, old, poor old Fang Bo is just out. No one, no love for Fang Bo at all, even though, Al, as you pointed out, he made the final of the individual world championship final. Yeah, current, uh, current silver medalist in the world singles championship, but no love for, for Fang Bo. So, yeah, what do you think, Jeff? What's yeah, your, I mean, I think point? I'm going to go with the consensus, which most people from that list went with, which is, you know, Ma Long, Fan Zendong and Zhu Zin. Yeah, I, and I, I think, I think, yeah, I think you're pretty right there. I mean, Zhu Zin uh, is very impressive, but um, Thomas also said any combination can probably take the cake. 
So, uh, but he said, you know, probably have to leave out Zhang and Fang. Oh yeah, I, exactly. That's that's what I would uh, agree with. Excellent. All right, for today's Pink Steelers question of the day, we want to know which team are you following at the World Championships. So jump onto our Facebook page or leave a comment on the Ping Skills blog at pingskills.com. Let us know which team are you following at the World Championships. All right, Alois, it's time to talk about the side spin, forehand top spin as part of Technique Tuesday. What do we need to know? Yeah, so um, Technique Tuesday it come, always comes up with something interesting with these uh, with these skills. But the side spin forehand top spin, I think you know it's a, it's a really fun type of stroke to um, to practice and learn. Um, so what? Uh, sorry, I'm just finding having trouble finding myself. Um, so so the, the side spin forehand top spin um, is a stroke where you're coming around the side of the ball, which generates some side spin on the ball and makes the ball curve in the air. Um, as I said, an interesting stroke and a fun stroke to do um, and can be effective as well. Um, you'll find a lot of left-handers have a little bit of a, a natural hooky um, forehand uh, when they're playing it um, and getting that side spin on the ball. Um, you can also spin the ball the other way with the side spin. So the the traditional way or the, or the more common way is to come around the outside of the ball but you can also turn your bat up and come around the inside of the ball and make the ball curve the other way. So for a right-hander, it'd look like that. So coming around the outside or coming around the inside of the ball. Um, a couple of things with this stroke. One is make sure that you're following through um, similarly. So you don't do this or you don't really come across your body too far. Um, have your bat at that angle, but then try to come up into the normal um, top spin position when you're doing the stroke. Um, and the other thing is that you, you need to u- utilize this stroke sparingly. So I see a lot of players um, when they start to do this, um, do it almost exclusively um, on their forehand top spin. The, what the issue with that stroke is that you can't generate as much speed because you haven't got pure topspin. So when you've got pure topspin, the ball is dipping onto the table very quickly like that. If you've got side spin, the ball isn't dipping as, as well. So it tends to slide off um, the side of the table or because it hasn't got as much dip, it's going to go off the end of the table as well. So, um, yeah, so definitely firstly develop your traditional forehand topspin and then you can add a little bit of side spin by changing the angle of your uh, racket when you're, when you're doing the stroke. Great. Got it. Sounds good. So the important things to remember are develop your normal topspin first, then just utilise some wrist either way by dropping it down or putting it back to get some curve on the ball. That sounds good. Now, when is this stroke most effective? Um, usually if you're really trying to drag the other person out wide, um, it can be effective. So, um, if you're, if you're playing topspin to topspin and then you see an opportunity to go a little bit wider, that side spin will curve the ball and also keep curving and and go, um, out wide there. The other thing is it can be just a, a variation for your topspin. So instead of 
um, just the normal top spin where you know a player might be used to blocking. If you add a little bit of side spin, it can be an awkward blocking ball for for your opponent, um, especially if the blocker's you know a good blocker. So they're they're able to block that ball, and you know you're playing fast, you're playing slow, and they're blocking well. So throwing in a little bit of side spin can throw the blocker out a bit as well. All right, great tips. So uh, people, we want you to take some action next time you get out on the table. Practice some side spin, forehand toss spin. It's a lot of fun and it's a great variation to have as part of your game. All righty, Alloys. Let's move on to the World Championships. We, we talked about who we would pick in the Chinese team. What interesting results happened yesterday? Yes, probably the, the most interesting result was um, in the men's division, France um, getting a win over Germany. So, um, and the, the big the big thing there was that Timo Boll went down in both of his singles. So, um, oh my goodness, Alloys! We talked a little while ago on the show about whether Zhang Ziquer was gone. Timo Boll losing two against France—that's not a good sign. Is is age catching up with him? Yeah. Well, apparently he was also sick. So um, apparently he was sick over the last couple of days. So let's give him a little bit of grace. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully uh, Timo gets better and uh, and and fights fights on during the uh, the championship. I mean, Germany not out of it. Um, I was going to put the as the ping skillers question of today: Who's actually going to win Group B? So in Group B, we've got um, so we've got Germany, France, Sweden, England. Probably the you know the other the other team that are going to uh, feature there. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a tough group. Um, so. Today France plays Sweden, so that'll uh, that'll re- I think determine who is going to finish top of the pool as well. So yeah, yeah interesting group, but yeah for bowl, yeah not such a great. Re- and you know of course France really really happy um, getting a win over Germany at the World Championships. I think they also beat them at the European Championships. Um, that time it was without bowl. Um, this time it was without uh, Ovcharov, of course. So, yeah, Germany, uh, yeah, just a few injury and, you know, age problems in their team now. Yeah, certainly struggling. And another result, I heard North Korea beat Austria. Um, so, Schlager had, a you know, a good win in his first match, but um, Austria going down against uh, North Korea. Yeah, that's right. North Korea have... Um, have uh, yeah, had a really big championship so far. They've lost to China, but uh, won their other two matches. So they will feature heavily, I think, um, towards the end of this tournament. Um, but uh, mentioning Schlager, so a bit of a matchup of the oldies yesterday. Schlager beating uh, Krianga yesterday. There you go. That that would have been a good match to watch. Um, if you haven't yet, get onto ITTV and watch the live streaming of the World Championships. It's great. All right, Alloys, are we ready for the questions? Absolutely. Bring them on. All right, here we go. And now um, first up is a question from Enoch who says, I have been playing for quite some time now and my game has really improved. I train six days a week, four hours each day. I have every stroke in the book, but there's one thing that I'm very bad at it when it comes to tournaments and that is winning games so can you help enoch alloys how can he convert this ability into uh results on the table yeah so enoch it it is 
a little bit of a progression. So, you know, firstly, um, you're, you're developing your skills and that's okay. But let's now start to focus more on uh, random drills during your training. So instead of uh, practicing playing the ball into one position, let's start to spread that ball around a bit. Um, again, Dr. Ross Pinder, you know, like um, our skills acquisition specialist, we had a camp on the weekend and, you know, coming up with some some broad ideas with our training. He's come, he's come into table tennis from outside. So he hasn't come in with... Um, with the baggage, I suppose, of of how to train. So he sees he sees a lot of our training as useless. Um, you know, the forehand to forehand, where you're hitting the ball to exactly the same spot all the time. The backhand to backhand. You know, he um, he really encouraged us to um, start to uh, vary the positioning of the ball. You know, once you've got the basics, then you know start to start to really broaden out a little bit more. Um, so vary the position because all of our strokes in a match situation are where we're actually moving to position to make a forehand. We never, we're never really that stable to play a forehand and backhand. So, all right. So going on with Dr. Ross's point, um, when you're, when you're training, get the ball moving around a lot more. So don't do um, too many set drills where you know where the ball's coming and the ball comes to you exactly in the right position. The other thing is to to practice your um, third ball, um, your service, your return of serve, those three balls a lot more um, in your training as well. So so let's think more about um, those first three balls by practicing a lot of third ball drills with you and your partner serving. So you get a chance to practice your return of serve and your fourth ball and, um, as well. So, you know, those those early balls in the rally are important. And even in some of your drills, um, the other thing we, we did a lot more of um, on the weekend was instead of starting your drills with just a normal flat serve, just start it with a backspin serve. Um, so the backspin serve, and then start your your drill with a, a top spin ball um, helps you then to to practice that initial um, ball in the rally as well. So yeah, so just a little bit of food for thought for you there to start to um, broaden your skills and start to utilize your skills better um, in a match situation. Yeah, good ideas there, Alice. Makes a lot of sense. Um, training more like you would. Uh have situations in a match. Very good idea. Then I think there's another side to this question as well, which is uh, when you're training, there's not a lot of pressure on you. There's no expectations. When you go out onto the court and try and win a match, there's more pressure. You might be feeling, I should win this. Does that have an effect on your results? And is there anything you can do about that? Yeah, so so definitely. So, um, Developing developing some um, methods for yourself to be able to calm yourself uh, during a match situation are important. You know, some some breathing exercises, um, giving yourself some pre point routines and pre match routines as well um, are important as well. So so you know, focus on that as well. Focus on maintaining your emotional level. You know, here don't try don't get too excited. Um, yeah, and we've got a, a match strategy. Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, um, uh, mental sports psychology, sports psychology, sports psychology uh, course as well uh, that we'll put a link on uh, to, which will give you some good ideas too. Excellent. All right. Well, firstly, Enoch, congratulations on you know developing your game, improving your skills. You've obviously come a long way, so that's great. 
just keep working at it and, and take that next step and I think you'll start to see more results coming. Keep up the good work. All right, next up is a question from Sachin. He says, my forehand drive isn't as stable as my backhand. I feel like I can see the ball better on the backhand because I'm behind it. The forehand feels like I am far away from it. Please tell me how to practice to make my forehand drive powerful. Yeah, Um, you're right. So some players do like the backhand better because you're right behind the ball and you can you can track the ball a bit better whereas the forehand uh, the ball's going out there um the, the first thing is to make the forehand simple so don't uh, don't try try and play like a big forehand to start off with just um focus on getting that uh, ball on the bat and keeping everything nice and compact and small you know the, the most important skill that we talk about um in the video of that name, um, is to just be able to tap the ball um, backwards and forwards on the table. So with your forehand, and it might be really basic, but just go back a step and just get the feeling of that forehand, um, the contact and the putting the ball on the table. Then you can start to uh, increase the length of your stroke slightly, so from here to here and do your the forehand counter hit. But, yeah, don't try and do too much and get your bat waving all over the place. Um, get it nice and simple to start off with. Good advice. I like that. Keep it simple. And all the forehands can kind of be progressions of each other. So it, it is important to sort of start small and then work your way up to um, a bigger stroke. All righty. Next up is a question from Matt who says, Jeff, I'm asking you this question because I have never had you answer a question of mine. So just want to get some advice from you for some reason. When playing against weaker players, what do you do to stay in the game and still play your best? So Matt, got a couple of suggestions for you. One is just to take an area of your game that you want to work on and really focus on that. So it might be a particular serve. So um, think of uh, your pendulum serve and really work on that during the game. So that'll keep you focused. And you can do that with any any area of your game. If you want to work on placement, you know, focus on that. Try and hit the ball in the particular spots. Uh, if you want to work on your blocking, you can be a bit more defensive and push more and then concentrate on your blocking. And the second idea I have for you is just to challenge yourself against the weaker player. So if you think you're twice as good as them, try and beat them 11-5. Um, and that way, you know, you'll be really focused. And as they score some points, you'll be concentrating more. So that kind of keeps helps you keep yourself in the game a bit more. Good question. Matt, have you got any thoughts on this one, Alois? Yeah, they're really good, Jeff. And uh, that's why – good on you, Matt, for getting Jeff to answer that. Um, the, other, the other thought I had while you were talking there was um, – also practicing things like your pre-point routine, you know. Um, so where, where you're not really under a lot of pressure, but practicing things like your, your pre-point routine and just um, getting the feeling of that um, as well can, can be useful. So yeah, it's a really good opportunity, I think, when you're playing against a player that you know the result, you know, you know that you're going to beat them um, to, yeah, to practice, as Jeff said, um, strokes or whatever, but and, and also just that pre-point routine and, and, uh, and you know, um, trying to go through the process each time. Absolutely. Excellent question, Matt, and uh, thanks for asking. Well, An Alice, excellent response, Jeff. 
Thank you. That does wrap up show 231. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. Uh, thanks for watching. Make sure you check out pingskills.com. Sign up for our free email newsletter if you haven't. Get involved in our competition during March. Pick one of the skills, hitting the ball against the side of the table or the spin catcher, and practice five minutes each day. Video it. Send us lots of videos. Love to see you in action, and we're going to see Alloys in action very shortly with the spin catcher. Thanks, everyone, and thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeffrey, and uh, yeah, we will see you all tomorrow. Don't forget, tune into ITTV and get lots of those good images of the World Championships into you. See ya.